Hi, you're listening to Just Riding Along, brought to you by Pro Gold Bike, Eddie the Dog, and Pro Gold Again. All right, anybody that was listening to Just Riding Along, uh, we had some technical difficulties with the internet. So what we're doing is we're recording and we're going to post this uh, hopefully tonight soon. So anyhow, we'll uh, carry on the conversation. Kenny is now with us and it's all clear and we're good. So all right, guys, go ahead. Should I talk again about my uh, my stuff? Yeah, let's just back up and okay. talk a little bit more about yeah. All right, so uh, we've had two days of racing so far. Uh, for me, Where? it's uh, here at Breck Epic. Uh, yeah, this is. is this is our our uh, live broadcast. Well, not live anymore. Semi live, sort of live broadcast uh, recording from Breck Epic, which is a six day mountain bike stage race and three day. And three day, and three day, because Ben is rocking the men's open three day. He's rocking the third place podium. Second overall. Well, yeah, second now you're second overall. overall. Yeah, you're second overall. Wait, so you got a third, a third, but you got second in GC? Yeah, so the, the third place, or the, the second place, second place guy from yesterday that I was two minutes down, like two minutes down, he, I finished like ten minutes up on him today. Whoop. But the guy that was in four, I think he was in fourth, that finished ten minutes behind me yesterday, beat me by like seven minutes today. So he jumped over the other guy. Oh, so okay. now I'm in second overall and third, but we're like an hour behind Jake Wells. So <laughs> how far is it between you and third? Three, like minutes. three minutes, two and a half minutes or something. So Jake Wells has to like ride a smart rest of the week, and you guys have to battle. Well, he just has like tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, like, tomorrow is going to be, like, the ultimate cross-country race for you two, right? Yeah. You're going to have to, like, race your balls off because you, you only have three minutes. That so. Happened. Is everything still good? He just dropped off. Oh. I don't know what his deal is. Maybe Kenny has bad service. Yeah, we'll get him back. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, he yeah, Ben is, Ben is doing, uh, he's, he's rocking out in the three day. He's got one more day of hard racing tomorrow. We're going to go up and over two passes, mountain passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be fun. French and Georgia. Okay. Uh, so, and my race has been going really well. Um, no, it hasn't. Well. As far as the racing goes, it's probably been pretty good, but how's your bike been so far? My bike has been, uh, well, it's, it's generally been good except for, um, <laughs> Kenny sent me a funny text message. Uh, okay, so the first day I noticed, actually the last Did couple he, of- So what's the deal? Is he- The last few rides that I've done, I've noticed that my fork didn't really feel good, and I've played around with the air pressure and stuff, and I, Every time I check the air pressure, I'd have way too much in the positive chamber. It's the SID World Cup uh, dual air, kind of the the one from I guess it's about a year old, um, and it it uh, it would have way too much air in the positive chamber, and then not nearly enough in the negative, and I wasn't getting full travel. Like even after the full stage yesterday, the little rubber O ring to you know mark where your travel is, it um, you know it was only maybe two-thirds of the way up the stanchion. And I definitely, you know, took some hits that should have bottomed it out. Um, so I took it to the SRAM neutral support tent after the race, and they put a brand-new solo air fork on there. 
Um, the World Cup version, you know, they it's got the carbon steer tube and uppers and everything. So, yeah, I mean, they really hooked it up, and they even they took my lowers off of my black. Um, what's that? Maybe to, to like give the whole rundown. The first thing they did is they offered up a brand new fork, no questions asked, which is really cool. Um, the second thing is though the World Cup fork they had, uh, two things were wrong. One, it was white, and two, it did not have a push lock on the, the handlebar. Oh yeah, the X lock. Yeah, or yeah. the X lock, like the hydraulic lockout. So, um, Nick, the service guy that was there. There's a couple of them here, but Nick is the one that worked on her bike. Um, he pulled the X-Lock dampener out and put the whole X-Lock dampener into the new World Cup for, so she would still have the World Cupness. And uh, we kind of questioned if maybe we could get the fork partially destroyed, like cut the, the steer tube all the way off, like level with the top of the crown, so we could swap it over to black lowers once we got back home. And you could tell that he started stressing it, and he was like, well, let me see what I can do. And, like, by the time the award ceremony was over, he had went and found uh, – he didn't have the extra deep – 10 mil socket that yeah. you need to remove lowers. And he went and found one from another person that's here. WD-40 is here. is like the bike wash and lubricant sponsor. Um, and uh, he went and borrowed one from them, and by the time the awards were over, he had – then re-swap the lowers over and, like, reset the brake up and put the wheel on and, like, redone everything. So it was really – he ended up doing all the work kind of twice to make it where she had new uppers only, really. Yeah. That happened to be the solo air upper, which is, you know, hands down an upgrade. So now let's let's continue. How did that feel? It it was like butter. I mean, it was so nice. Um it actually reminded me a lot of – I always thought that the SID World Cup had kind of a stiff ride to it. And we've talked about it before, um, how I had swapped out the um, – I'd, I'd swapped the oil and the damper for a lighter weight oil. Um, this one definitely it, – it doesn't need – it just doesn't need that. Um, it feels great. I got full travel today. I went downhill really fast. I even had – one guy yesterday that I had um, kind of, you know, swapped back and forth with, you know, I'd pass him on the climbs. He was on a full suspension bike, you know, with gears. And so I'd pass him somewhere on a climb, and then he would pass me somewhere on a descent. And I was having to get out of his way. And then today, um, that that really wasn't happening that much. So that was, uh, that was real nice. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've had a really good race so far. Uh, I felt great. I swapped from last year. What's up? Make that stop vibrating on the table. Um, um, sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, last year I ran a 32.21, um, and I did a fair amount of walking and hike-a-biking. Uh, this year I went to a 32.22. I also, um, in general, I just have more fit than I was last year. So I have been riding a lot more, um, hiking less, and... Uh, generally crushing my times from last year. So I've had a, I've had a great time. Yeah, there's only two of us racing single speed, which is a little bit unfortunate. Uh, I don't think, you know, even though it's been dubbed the single speed stage race world championships, um, I'm pretty sure we probably won't get as much press as uh, the men's field that's racing, you know, because there's 
you know, there's a pretty good field there and a, a lot of stiff competition. So, uh, yeah, that's really uh, that's how it's gone so far. Feeling good, ready to uh, kick butt again tomorrow. Do you guys? Um, sorry, we we've kind of as this is a live. Uh, I'm sorry, this is a live show. We kind of are playing it by ear more than normal, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> So we don't really necessarily have any. T- Did you have any guys have any topics or any thoughts on anything? Um, well, I, I definitely have. Like, I guess this is. So actually, I want to ask you before you even go into. I want to ask Matt before we go into anything. What do you think of being out here so far with the two days of what you've seen? Well, in case my first story is is too choppy and doesn't come through, the first day I went, my Garmin wouldn't. I I pushed a course into the garment. I was going to go do a, a killer ride. It wasn't working. I knew I kind of had a time budget, self-imposed time budget of when I wanted to ride and when I wanted to be back to the ca- uh, the condo townhouse thing. Anyways, things weren't working out. I ripped off and just decided to go do whatever and like, brah, I can figure this out on my own. And I ended up not figuring it out. And I hike and white for like an hour and 40 or 50 minutes probably. Only to realize once I got to the top, I wasn't where I thought I was going to be. So I tried to make the most of it. I sat down. I ate lunch at like 12,000 feet, which was really cool. You were at like 12,400 actually. <laughs> yeah. Or I something mean, it's like just, that. You know, because... That extra 400 makes a big difference up there. Well, and the thing is, is what's really cool is like Saturday morning, I woke up at 400 feet. And Sunday, I ate lunch at 12,400 feet. And that was, I mean, that was a well-earned peanut butter and jelly with a side of beef jerky and trail mix and a Roctane electrolyte prototype pill Um, (laughs) and a bottle of goo Roctane. Like, I had that for lunch, and it was amazing. And then I lowered my seat like three or four inches and rode with my seat low for like five miles. I tried to burn through a set of Elixir brake pads. Um... Didn't quite do it? No, I did smell brake smoke. I did see a dude pushing a dual crown fork up, a dual crown, like, full suspension bike, like, full-on downhill bike up the trail when I was ripping down. Uh, I need to load that into Strava to see, like, where I stick up with, like, the big boys. Um, (laughs) And then I rode back to town, and I kind of felt wrecked yesterday. Today, I went and did, like, normal trails that have been in the race, and it... This shit's just awesome. It's like the trails that – it's like all the fun stuff on a really big hill. So it's cool. Like my gearing's a little stout for here. Um, I could stand something easier, like 32, 36. Like a thirty two twenty two. You know, I didn't sign <laughs> no, up for I, that. So. I asked this guy – I asked Dax today. Oh, man. Dax runs a stupid what you, gear. What is it, 34, 24? He runs a 3420. Okay, yeah. Which is like a 32.18. Oh, yeah, it's almost exactly like a 3218. That's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, so what did Dax say about his gear today? That's his magic gear. Well, and there's a reason that Dax is winning right now. It's because he's strong enough to push that gear. Uh, Funny story, Dax came through Memphis the other night, um, and he stayed... Everybody else was already out of town. Ryan was out of town on a business trip. Andrea was already out here. So he came to the house, and he rode one of Ryan's road bikes, and we went on a road ride, and he was very polite and very cool, and then, like, he half-wheeled me a little bit on purpose, and I half-wheeled him a little bit, (laughs) and, like, 
it, by the end of the ride, like he asserted that he was an extremely fit individual <laughs> by the way that he was like making me want to feel like I was dying and still chatting with me. And like I wouldn't let it down, so I kept talking, which only made the situation worse. I mean, so I'm not saying I'm the fittest person on the planet. I'm far from it, but Dax is Dax is a very strong rider. And that 3420, while if I tried to ride that out here, I'd probably like sit down and cry and eat my beef jerky. Dax is just like, yeah, bro. I went up the mountain. Kind of, it kind of hurt to go uphill, but I was pedaling downhill. Like, yeah, you know, or he's like, I was pedaling through the enduro and I was still pedaling. You know, like he's just, he's just strong enough to do it. Like he's a hoss. Just off the CTR as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's had a huge Dax and his dreamy blue eyes. Uh, I don't, I can't you know, you gazed comment. into them. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been really cool so far. I've gotten to jump some stuff, which, you know, again, really cool. Uh, I have a BMX background. I like to jump stuff. And it's like... Oh, that cool. We have video. I had, I had no problem with me jumping stuff. It was the oh, little just... berm that I, like, washed out on. Yeah, and... it was like a one-foot-tall berm that took Matt out, not the four-foot drop. On the little free ride course. Not the big drop. Not screaming down this hill with brakes that smell bad and like launching off rocks because it seems like it'll be fun. Not the, not the like full speed wheelies downhill on the pavement. None of that's taken me out. It's been the 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 one foot berm. The one foot tall berm that I tried to carve through probably about four miles an hour too fast on the pump track and it. Before I knew it. My hand was still on the handlebars, and my foot was still clipped in, and I was just like, on the happy birthday to the ground. <laughs> like, you really Have you were. ever seen, like, in those Asian markets, like, when the dudes throw the fish, like, that noise it makes when the dude catches the fish? That's the noise I made when I hit the ground, just like... Yeah, and then you started yelling. Except I screamed because I was pissed, and it hurt. And everyone thought that, like, someone had just broken their arm or something, and it was really just Matt falling it's on the just, ground. While other kids were just cruising along. Yeah, that's why all the kids on their Walmart bikes were just riding around. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I asked Kenny how stuff was in Memphis. He said rainy. Um, Isn't there like floods down there? That's a little further southeast. Oh. That's like saying that all black people look the same. Like, isn't Memphis <laughs> well, no, a thought, lot like North like, Georgia? No, I thought like <laughs> Tennessee, like St. Louis through like. Oh, Tennessee you're was... from Memphis. I have a friend in Nashville. Well, Do you yeah. know them? <laughs> <laughs> like no uh what else do you oh yeah uh, one of the guys that we've given advice to before on tires oh uh, gosh I, forget, I think his name was eric but i could be totally wrong um his name is eric he's kind of i think his name is eric and he's kind of a tall calgary guy. yeah i think so he, Early, yeah eric uh, he he's in like purple yesterday. and pink kit. Uh, i don't know what his kit is i don't know but he um he's rocking the ardent front and an icon in the rear though he could not find the fat icon so he had the skinnier one and it just so happened on the first like right at the beginning of the first stage i passed him like putting a tube in his tire but he had he said it punctured something thanks punctured. obama yeah i know right something uh punctured right through the tread of the icon um Apparently, but he said that the Ardent has saved his butt a few times so far. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. Do you, 
Do you guys have any other any other? Uh... Eric, if if Eric is his name, um, <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Uh, he also asked me today. He said he had a question for the show and said he wanted to know when should you put stands in your tires, or how do you know when right. to put stands in your tires? Um, and I kind of just said, well, whenever you're going to go do something important, make sure that you open them up and check them. Was kind of my answer. Uh, does that sound like good advice to you guys? I, I think you should. I think you should check your stands before anything important, um, and every month if something important doesn't pop up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. And I, I said if you take your wheel off and shake it, and you don't hear anything, or if you hear like a a big stands booger like rolling around in there, that would. You know, you should probably open it up and take a look at it. Oh, yeah, we have the... Uh, what are you laughing about now? I was looking at Twitter, and uh, apparently in, in Germany, a squirrel got its head stuck in a manhole cover, and the police <laughs> were able to free it by lubricating the squirrel with olive oil. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> look at that. Put that that's on the a... Radio Facebook page. <laughs> I don't think I don't know how to steal this picture from Twitter. I'll look, press and hold. I'm gonna like retweet this to Mountain Bike Radio. Okay, yeah, go look at well, yeah, go look at Mountain Bike Radio's Twitter. Even though it's gonna be after this actual recording, because oh, that's right. This is gonna that's be fine. it's we'll it's, gonna, it's we'll cool. Get it posted shortly. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's just little squirrel head popped up through a manhole cover. <laughs> um. What was I just going to say before... What was I talking about just before you started giggling and distracting me? You are talking about tires. Tires and stands. Oh, no. I have totally forgot what I was going to say, and it was really good. That's all I can remember about it. Darn. There are a bunch of foxes around here. Are you feeding them? No, I'm not, but they're, like, at first I was like, oh, foxes around Breckenridge, it's kind of like raccoons around anywhere else, like, in the south, but then I realized that there are a lot more foxes, like, just hanging out during the day than there are raccoons hanging out during the day. Like, if you see a raccoon during the day, like, going through your garbage and stuff, yeah, it's probably, like, rabbit or something, but these foxes just kind of, like, hang out. They're just chilling. Right. I, this is totally off the subject, but That's I okay. thought of something that I was going to ask you. What? How's the elevation for you? As far as, like, did your plan work out doing all your trip and stuff? Yeah, it's actually worked well. Like, I started out in Salida, which is right around seven. I mean, it's a tiny bit under seven thousand feet. Um, there goes another fox. It's like running right by in front of the window out there. <laughs> And I rode the Monarch Crest Trail. Uh, I rode some of the Rainbow Trail, which is um, a really cool trail out there. Um, the uh, what's the name of the Ar- the Arkansas Hills Trail, which is kind of on the other side of town. Uh, you can look at you know if you're interested in any of the like photos and stuff from those trails uh, or just information. I I did do blog posts about them, so you can go to my blog Brickhouse Racing and. You can see race reports and photos and whatever. Um, you know, so I won't talk too much about it here. And then I went down and hung out in Dolores, Colorado, which is... Um, What's the population? It's like 300 or something. It's tiny. Um, it's this tiny, tiny little town. It's got... Um, and that's where I, I have a really good friend who used to live in Mississippi, and we used to road race against each Isn't other. Isn't that by, like, Nashville? 
area. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't people from Dolores know people in Denver? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I hung out with Lauren Hall, who is, um, she's pretty much the female equivalent to Mark Cavendish, except she's not a wanker. Um, like really, like her level of being an awesome sprinter, like a road sprinter, is that's like where she is. She goes to Europe and wins races and stuff. So like she's she's awesome and she's real nice. Uh we were actually in the we went to the Dolores River Brewery, which is this tiny little one room brewery and restaurant thing there. And I got to meet a bunch of the guys from Osprey, Osprey Packs. They used to be in Dolores and then they moved to the next city down the road that's a little bigger. That actually has a sewer system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Dolores is like half gravel roads. It's it's so little. What's the other half? Dirt? <laughs> no, it's asphalt. Yeah. Ass. It's ass. Asphalt. Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's tiny, but I they actually um, you know I talked to a few of the guys. I met their head of marketing, Jeff Fox. And he said, come by tomorrow and try out a pack. So they gave me a like one of their 2014 packs to try out and give them some feedback on, uh, which was really cool. And it actually, like I used the pack today because there was a huge gap between aid stations. And uh, it's like getting a hug from your water. Um, so, you know, there's some... You know, Wait, there's so- Wait, wait, wait. So this pack drowns you? I mean, because <laughs> no, that's like, what I think about when water hugs me. It like, doesn't like know hug, when to quit. It's like a hug from contained water. Um, so it's like a waterbed fell on top of you and you can't <laughs> get up? Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's like no, it's, it fits really well. And, you know, I definitely have some uh, some good things and some, like, hey, guys, you should think about this sort of things to, like, you know, talk to him about but like burning the whole thing and starting over. No, no, <laughs> I'm it's just I'm just you're I'm just such a ordering. jerk. <laughs> I just, uh, I just it's it's it is a really cool looking pack. I'm just trying to be like ornery and I'm it's not that I'm time succeed. yet. It's yeah, it's sick. it's only seven thirty. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not time you know, for you to get all like angry and short yet. <laughs> it, is, it is Eastern time. Though. Yeah, it's eight thirty Eastern time. No, it's nine thirty so. Eastern. No, it's not. Oh, it's you're Central in Central Time. Sorry, Central Time. Central. Sorry, yeah. Back East, I'm in Central Time, and it, it is it is almost cereal and bedtime. I want some cereal. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of cereal do you what kind of cereal do you eat? Um, de- depends on what we have. I mean, I I vary. I like I like checks. Uh, checks are good <laughs> with uh, almond milk. With almond milk or like, do you, do you drink regular like cow's milk? At no, all? no, no. No, you don't no. want to do that. No. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't been to the doctor or been tested or anything, but like, you know, I could like, <laughs> bad I could drink some milk right now and come hang out in the van with you in a couple hours, and you probably would tell me to never drink milk again. So, and by van, he means literally van. I'm actually Ben is there. living in a van down by the river. No, it is by the river. It there is, is by a the little, ice rink. I mean, but no, no there is a, a river. Creek, there's a little oh, creek fine. that runs right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, there's no snow on the road. But there is snow at the top of the mountain. <laughs> there is. Wheeler, you'll go over some snow in Wheeler. Is there snowpack yeah. still up there? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I can't wait. I don't know if you'll walk. I don't know if you'll go through a lot, but you'll go. I'm sure there's it was something. at a Breck 100 a couple of years ago. You mm-hmm. had to push over just this like ten or twelve foot long 
pack of snow, just just chilling. Doing snow stuff. Doing snow stuff, just sitting on the trail. Well, see, the thing is, here is we're like weeks away from them actually getting more snow to add to that. It did, like, okay, so, yeah, Thursday. No, Friday. Pikes Peak had snow on Thursday. So, Friday. On the road. I went and I, I wanted to ride a little bit of the first stage. And I did. And I got. Um, up around 11,000 feet and all of a sudden like the sky went from sunny to black like it does out here mm-hmm. um, all the time and it um, it started to rain down little ice pellets and it it was bad like it got real bad I had a, a rain jacket with me luckily I didn't have very good gloves but you know the jacket kept me from getting like full on hypothermia and dying Um yeah, you know, so word to the wise, if you ever come up to the mountains, even if it's sunny outside, carry uh, some sort of a rain jacket because it's very likely that, you know, it will get very cold and very wet very fast. Uh, but anyway, and, like... And by rain jacket, she means invest in something that's decent. Don't get, like, just crappy. Because what you're going to do is sweat your ass off to the top in the rain, and then you're going to be frozen on the way back, even with a rain jacket. Yeah, get something good. Um, like I just got a new rain jacket. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you got one with like pit zips and stuff, and that's that's good. Like that's yeah. really good to have. It's a uh, it's a Patagonia one. Like, yeah, you don't hate... have to go bike specific on that either. No. Yeah, because think about the number of times you go outside when it's raining, and think about the number of times that you're doing that on your bike. And if it's not a lot of times on your bike, you might just want to get a really nice rain jacket that works for every day. And then kind of just maybe miss a few amenities during your bike rides, like a drop tail and pockets on the back. But, I mean, it has, like Andrew was saying, it has full pit zips. It has breast pockets, so like or, you know, normal waist front pockets, so you can put stuff in there, and it zips closed. Um, Does it fit you? It's, it, it, it is a pretty tailored fit. I mean, uh, Colum- or Patagonia is going to be one of the most tailored fitting, like less boxy, like North Face stuff is going to be really boxy. Columbia stuff's going to be really boxy. Um, and the hood is very fitted, but it's it's tall enough that you can put the hood on over over a helmet. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but anyway, that, that day that I got uh, the the hail rained down upon me. Um, all hail. That, that afternoon, like I, I saw the sun shining on one of the nearby mountains. And there was a sheen of whitish, like, ice, snow, whatever it was that fell up there. Like, there was a new sheen of that over the top of the mountain. So it got, like, a coating of something on it that it looked like it had kind of melted off the next day, like, when I saw it kind of in the same sunlight. But it was, um, yeah, that was that was pretty intense for a little while. I was, I was a little bit miserable coming down off of the mountain because I got, I got kind of ice flipperish. Speaking of what ice and snow, yeah, um, I it just got me thinking of Orta Shore and Danielle. I don't know if she won or not, but she was on a fat bike. Oh yeah, I forgot I wrote it. Hey, oh. will you hand me that thing over there? So check this out. I was, was on the salsa carbon bear grease. I forgot to check if she how she did. Did you know that December? Hold on, hold on, oh, okay, hold on. Matt's gonna so, talk first. This is this is leading into what Andrew is saying. So, uh, Surly is launching, or QBP 
uh, Quality Bicycle Products, which is a huge distributor. They own Dimension. Uh, so, like, the inexpensive parts you can buy, like seat post clamps and stuff that are nice quality. Um, Salsa, Surly, and Foundry Cycles. So, those are all QBP brands. And they are launching a new company called Cogburn. Um, and it is going to be aimed at the um, enthusiasts, like the like hunters and fishermen. Um it is an alloy fat bike that comes with a real tree camouflage flat finish that's applied in Kansas. And then they're getting special flat black anodized parts from all the salt, uh, from Surly or SRAM and everybody. Um, and part of the rack is, honest to God, a gun rack. So they're trying to push this to people so they can ride and hunt in places in the backcountry where they previously haven't been able to go because of closures to ATVs and snowmobiles or maybe just never being open to those. Um, So, yeah, um, fat bikes are going to take over the world, and I'm going to beat them off with my my 29-inch wheeled mountain bike, like, tooth and nail. Um, But that does mean that Global Fat Bike Day is actually coming. It is on December 7th. um, And on that day, I am going to ride a cyclocross bike on the trail in a (laughs) skin suit. and I'm going to ride my road bike on the trail. Yeah, or that, or that. Um, And I'm going to shoot blowgun darts filled with, like, truth serum into everyone I see. On a fat bike, I'm gonna be like, you don't actually like that. You're just doing it because you think it's cool, don't you? And they're gonna be like, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna do that where there's there's snow on the trail? No, I'm gonna do it in Memphis, so I'm actually not gonna have to shoot anyone. Yeah. It's, Except for like two people. Aren't there just two? There, there's, there's one. Well, there's a fat bike and there's a 29 plus in okay. Memphis. Yeah, yeah. We should probably shoot both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't ridden a. 29 plus. See, you're... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the best part of this show is the arguing. Just go. Well, you're not going to... The, the thing is, with the 29 plus, right? So you have... People's expectations are that they're going to have a 20-pound hardtail, carbon hardtail. That they're going to... Going to race, right? They think they're going to race. Well, they're... <laughs> that, that makes them idiots. What's that? Well, I mean, if you expect your tire to get larger, your rim to get larger, your bike to get larger, and your bike to be the same weight and it to feel the same, you're, you're probably dumb. So, continue. Right. Is that what you're getting at? Well, yeah. And, but then, in the, you know, on the 29 Plus, the first thing they say is, oh, it's too heavy. Well, no shit. It's steel for the one that's available most like, you know, there are small companies, but the one that's most available is Surly Krampus, which is a steel frame. They don't say it's going to be light. So the first thing, people don't even try it because it's too heavy. Well, no shit. You have wider rims. You have bigger tires, right? So they don't even try it. Have you tried one yet? Have you tried a a 29 plus yet? The plan is for me to ride a 29 plus when I get back from this trip. The guy that has one has one that's my size. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple of things about 29 (laughs) plus and fat bike that 
really creep me out. Okay. <laughs> One, those big cutouts in the rims where that rim tape comes bulging does, through like to I the s- outside when world. When I saw that in, per- in person, that freaked me out a little. I don't. There's something about that that just makes that look so fragile and so. I know you're shaking your head, but like, I see that as another thing that can fail. Like, a stick goes in your derailleur and breaks your derailleur off. Well, what right. if a stick pops through your rim so, tape? So, what did you think about one by eleven like three months ago? <laughs> <laughs> God, my opinion. On you know one what? By this is like is the one the time that I get to like punch Ben in the face because he's in person and he's making me really want to. Well, that's my point. Is like, I mean. I know plenty of people that are 200 plus that have been riding the cutout rims with no issues. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. It's not fret. It's not. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the wheel not having structural integrity. I'm talking about the. the No, 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 no. I'm talking about the wheel having little windows to the outside world where sharp things. Oh, it doesn't. Well, dude. You ride it in the sand. There's nothing sharp. And snow. There's crabs in the sand. (laughs) And there's snow crabs in the snow. <laughs> snow crabs? It's like snow crabs actually live in the ocean. Actually, I think there's more needles on a beach than crabs. Needles? Needles. Yeah, wash up on shore. Oh. Old needles. Old needles. guys. You know. Snow crab sounds like something you get in Upper Peninsula of <laughs> Michigan if you hang out with the sorority girls. <laughs> it's uh, like snow cows. Oh. Uh. <laughs> if you hang out with snow cows, you get snow crabs. No, so <laughs> Danielle was actually Danielle, and I just checked the results now. Finished tenth on that carbon, on that carbon fat bike. What was the average speed of that race? That thing is fast. So fast. like the that's, guys were like nineteen something. The that's women, like I think Michigan's she was like seventeen maybe. That is like Michigan's Leadville. That's like the yeah. fastest forty-eight mile mountain bike race you could possibly. And do. Danielle was actually only twenty-eight minutes behind the winner. And Jenna's pretty. Jenna Reinhardt was a winner, and she, her and Chloe Woodruff, like, were, you know, Chloe beat her, but it was not far. Okay. So, so here's the deal. I'm gonna go super nerdy. Yeah. When I go back to Memphis, and I'm going to ride the. I'm gonna ride sections on. Oh gosh. Go ahead. (laughs) You know, I can tell Ben's already like. Ben's already got a counterpoint. No, no, I don't have. A, I don't have a point. My only point is, I think you're going to be very surprised. I think you. I think what I think is, you expect it to be like a fat bike, and I, you're going to find. I've never ridden a fat bike. Well, I know, but you're thinking like it's going to be like tank, cumbersome. No. Yes. No. So what I want to do is, I want to ride my specialized rigid single speed, and go. And I now have a power meter on it, which is just totally ridiculous and gnarly. And I'm going to go and ride my rigid single speed 29er and see what my lap times and what my average power is. And then I'm going to put my crank on the fat bike on the 29 plus and I'm going to ride the same trail. So it'll be rigid 29 plus and I'm going to see what my lap times and average power are. Because the thing that I've already heard is I have to put so much power into it and it's not responsive. It's like, well, are you braking too much or are you... Is the bike maybe just not quite as snappy, or does it not respond to your riding style? Maybe you know, like because the only person I've really heard any feedback from is Kenny, and Kenny rides a full suspension one by ten, twenty nine er. Like he's just you and know, Brett's bike is a little big for him. Too. Yeah, and Brett's bike is a little big for him. 
So Brett's bike is going to fit me, and I'm used to riding a hardtail and or rigid bike. I mean, because I've ridden it with, you know, I've ridden rigid a lot more recently since Kenny, or spent more time in the not-so-distant past rigid than Kenny has. So Kenny would never ride rigid. The, the <laughs> one spot that you are going to notice is if the riding style. Yeah, if you break a lot going, you know, corners and you're not a very fluid rider, it's going to be terrible. But for somebody like you who can ride around the trails without having to break at every corner, obviously. I mean, yeah, it's he- I'm not even going with the weight thing. It just annoys me. So <laughs> No, I, I totally get it. Well, I'm not even arguing you. I'm just saying, no. in general, people are way too worried about weight. Unless you're like a 100-pound woman, then and you're climbing What mountains. if you're a 100-pound guy? <laughs> There's less 100-pound guys than there are 100-pound women. Yeah, I know. I, I would give you a hard time. They're, they're jockeys. So, um, I did see a guy on a fat I rode with a guy on a fat bike this morning out of town. And oh, he's from Wisconsin. Illinois, hair, Illinois hair. Wisconsin. Yeah. Do they border one another? Is it a green, like... Well, they're in the same area, right? <laughs> yes. They're close to each other. No, do they border? Uh, yes. yeah. Okay, then yeah. Is it a green bike with a white brother's fork? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 907. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butch. Yeah, I rode with him, and, like, when we rode out of town to, like, follow and go up the race course, like, I was on his wheel, and I was working hard. <laughs> I mean, I was, I am kind of feeling the altitude a little bit, but, I mean, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't no joke on that thing, so, yeah, it was sick. Speaking of how we feel, we should plug Jonathan Davis's, um, his, he's got, like, the recovery place, like, 9250 is his what is it going to be, but yeah, anyhow, go ahead. Yeah, like, he's got a whole setup. And I'll link that in the show notes. Yeah, like, he's got this whole setup um, at, like, near the race headquarters. He's got his RV. Um, his wife gave me, like, today I went there and used the, like, the compression boots. They, like, squeeze the, it's like they squeeze the bad blood out of your legs, and then they release, and then the good blood flows back in. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Mm. They kind of, it's it's like one section at a time squeezes your leg from the bottom up using air pressure, and then it all releases, and it feels awesome. It's like squeezing out a sponge, pretty much. It's like much. a massage. Yeah. What, Matt's got something to say. Yeah, I want to hear it. Let's, what? It's like autoerotic fixation <laughs> for your legs. <laughs> Fixation, yes. fixation, whatever. Asphyxiation. I, was, I was starting to laugh, and I just, I still am. Like, <laughs> oh, of course, we like had to you, go there. You choke it off just right. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Jonathan Davis is not doing that at his at his uh, his RV, but yeah, you can use the uh, like for immediately after the race. He's got the the ice legs, like it's it's these leg like. It looks like the compression boots, but it's instead it's just ice in there. You can lay around and put those on. Um, I've been getting in this creek outside the condo. It's it has to be fed by snow melt because it is the coldest freaking water I've ever gotten into. It it makes me want to yell curse words really loud every time I get into it. Um, but yeah, you can go by there, and his wife, like, while I was sitting there in the compression leg things, um, his wife gave me a gluten-free blueberry muffin and a glass of, like, cherry ginger tea, and it was just awesome. Like, I sat there and, like, wanted to doze off a little bit, 
and then I had to go to the award ceremony. But yeah, it was it was really awesome. It was cool. You should definitely check out the the link that Ben's gonna put um, up on the site along with the show link. But is that right. a- is there anything else? I'm getting tired. Yeah, we're, we're getting like stage <laughs> it's getting, tired. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just Matt's, so you, Matt's in, ready for cereal. Yeah, and right. in case you're wondering, you know, the, the stage race tired. I'm again. I'm only doing the three day, which is very good. If actually, There's no I would only do. Okay, well, I know, I but it's. I know, but I just tough. say that because in my mind, you know. But I would say, you know, it's something that if anybody, you know, you look at the stage race, you see all the press and all that stuff, and you're like, oh man, six days, I'd never be able to do that because I have a job that I can't get off, and my family, and I can't train. This takes like enough training to, you know, if you just want to come out and do it, take a couple days off of work. And be able to get through it, you could definitely do it on, you know, I would say almost minimal training as long as you have this, you've built up some skills. Um, but yeah. You can either pedal hard or ride really well. One of those things plus suffer. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be able to suffer a little bit. and. But it's something that's, well, you know, a three day, a lot of people, a lot more people could get. Yeah, get like you could that. definitely do a three day. Um, the biggest thing you should add to your training is doing some really long, slow, steady rides because this ride ass hills that you think you can't like go in your. So here's a good training tool Gold. for the Breck Epic. Go to if you don't have a set of staircases in your house, go to somebody who has a set of staircases and try to ride up it. <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. It's like riding up the staircase. It's not that bad. It's that steep. You should. Carry push your bike up a staircase. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll run into a little bit of that. Um, you could really, if you want to do a three day uh, stage race, you can definitely do it. And the, I'd say the most important thing that you should try to add into your training at least, you know, once or twice a month leading up is do three hard days in a row. Like you could do that over a weekend. You could do Friday afternoon or Monday afternoon add on. You know. Um, just a hard training ride. And then, you know, one of the days do like a Saturday, kind of a longer, maybe a little more steady ride. And then Sunday do some, you know, a longer ride with some hard intervals thrown in there. You know, really doing a lot of interval training, um, high intensity stuff is going to help you a lot with the altitude. Um, and then, you know, just being able to ride your bike for like four to five hours at a time is also pretty important. Um, you know, and then if you can just, you know, throw into your training the, the few days, you know, like three days in a row of just getting to where you're kind of used to doing that sort of effort, um, that's going to help you out a lot too. Uh, but yeah, the altitude. Oh yeah. I think one of you, Ben, you asked me earlier how I've been felt oh. with the alt- altitude, um, yeah, I've I've actually, you know, I've felt pretty good and I uh I guess I've always been kind of lucky about that. I've never had major altitude problems um, you know, from the first time I ever came to altitude. So, you know, I'll have a day sometimes like <clears throat> two or three days after I get to altitude, I'll have kind of a a day where I just feel like laying around and not doing anything and that's I usually kind of roll with that and just uh lay around and not do anything. And I did that one day in Dolores. Um and it was it was fun, and I I feel good now. Cool, all right. So I'll do it, Matt. You have anything else? <laughs> Trek just released a new cross bike called the Crockett. 
which I think it should be called the crotchety crotch. Or the crotch rocket? Well, it is the the it's the it's the cross rocket, so it's the crocket. Uh, but it just makes me think of like crotch rockets and like I don't know. Hey, it's rim brake. And disc brake available. Oh well. Yeah. We don't care That's all that. I got. Alright. Cool. And I'll do it. Um I don't think uh Sorry think we we'll didn't be, have Kenny. Yeah, sorry we didn't have Kenny. We'll be back as we'll be back as regularly scheduled next yeah, week. Yeah, next week. All right, cool. So uh, that'll do it uh, for another episode of Just Riding Along presented by Pearl Gold.